There we go. We are live. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to your favorite geeky podcast. Hey, today on the Geek Boutique, we have a very, very special guest. We've got Mr. Matthew G. Taylor in the house, actor, stuntman. I keep wanting to call you a monster actor because of Nemesis, but really the reality of it is, is most of your roles have been you, not in creature costume, right? Um, yeah, majority have been, have been me either. Yeah. There's, there's, there's only been, um, a hand, a handful, um, of creature, um, related, um, where you wouldn't know it's my, by my face being covered up by, you know, virtue of either prosthetic, some sort of prosthetic or, or mask or what have you. But yeah. So no, good looking yeah, this guy is. Usually, usually, well, come on. Right? This man is. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> Why are you putting a mask on this guy? Every producer must be like, who thought, whose idea was it to put a mask on this guy? Look at this dude. Absolutely. Hey, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us, Matthew. We really appreciate you taking I'll the take time the to, to, to be on the show. True. Uh, joining thanks us as always, here. my compadre, my co-host, Mr. Messiah Complex Cosplay. The co-host of the Mohawk. Good day, sir. Good day. Absolutely. Good day. Good day. Another great day at work. Been looking forward to this episode. Very, very excited. The great fortune to meet Matt at London Comic Con. We talked briefly, but absolutely, yeah, dude. I've been really looking forward to, to sitting down and getting into the nitty gritty about what you do and how you do it. So, thank mm-hmm. you once again for joining us today. We really appreciate you coming on, Matt, for sure. Happy you say to be here, that, guys. Thank you for. Having I've me. gotten that comment a lot over the last couple of weeks. A lot of people messaging me saying, "Oh man, really looking forward to you guys sitting down and hearing about Matt and you know, blah blah blah." Yeah. So, that's awesome. Uh, so yeah, thanks for coming on. Hey, listen, um, you know, I think we have to start, you know, at the beginning. How did you even get into acting? Like, what was it about acting that made you say, you know what, that's something I want to do for a living? Wow. Well, to be honest, I was a, I was a police officer in the '90s, and um, I ran into someone at a restaurant just just happenstance that I knew from my past, and. And he introduced me to, he said, you got to look. And at that point in my life, I was a lot younger and prettier. Um, (laughs) Frosted uh, tips and all. (laughs) Uh, We've all been there, my friend. Yeah, we've all, oh yeah. All the names, got to love them. He introduced me to my agent and he was a writer. His name was Frank. And, um, you know, he said, you know what, you got to give it a chance. And I was, I was living in the city at the time and, you know what? It was just one of those one of those stories where it just you know right place, right time, and you know it just the momentum built quickly, and that but that's kind of how it started. Literally, just a bump into at a restaurant with someone who was part of my agent's roster at the time, and my agent uh, took me on, and I was fortunate enough to to start booking a lot of commercials initially, but um, TV shows and everything followed soon after, and. Yeah, I mean, fortunate and be it for someone that didn't have any training or real at that point in time ambition to get into the industry. Uh, the interest grew quick. The you know the desire to keep working grew quick once I started working and getting more projects and and uh, but yeah, just just we'll call it a fluke almost. You know, when you hear those mm. stories and with with actors that just had no real, it wasn't on their their radar at all to get into it, but. It just, you know, life takes its uh, weird turn sometimes. So, Matt, do you remember your first paid gig? 
Wow. Uh, I know that's, first... a, that's a hallmark for a lot of actors that start in Hollywood. They remember that first time they actually got cut a check for their work. Now, do you remember what it was <laughs> by chance? Um, do you know you want? Do you want to? Do you want to talk TV film or do or a commercial? Because it, it was. What? I think it was a commercial. To be honest, so it would have been yep. a commercial. I just put book in some commercials. Uh, Special K was one of the first ones I did. Was it the very first? I wouldn't be able to say without really applying a lot of thought into that. No, that's cool. Um. But, but then movie Special TV, K, what would have been your would have been your your first then? What would you say of that one? Do you well, remember? Uh, TV and film, uh, probably. Oh, geez, mm. uh, it was a CBC production. Um, I Keep think it, it was. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We get we get that up here sometimes, right? <laughs> That's right. Um, it was a CBC. It was Edison. I think it was Edison Wizard of Light was one of my first things. Actually, I think it might even still be on my resume. There's a lot, a lot of things that aren't on my resume, but that one still kind of stuck around just because nice. I think it was one of my first parts. And yeah, I played I played Sando the Strongman. <laughs> nice awesome yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah sweet yeah, CBC, man. hard to believe yeah. i know but yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i i, yeah. I want to run down quickly through some of the uh some of the things that you've actually been in that people may not actually realize because yeah. when i looked at your imdb up close i was like wait a second he was in this yeah detroit yeah, city rocks the skulls exit wound well exit wound i think it is one of the things that well that i one of the first thing I knew of you was Exit Wounds. Yeah, someone uh, from YouTube yeah. said that right in the comments. Yeah, Exit, Exit Wounds, Wounds is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that yeah. scene was so was good. I don't know how it was playing that against Steven Seagal, but that must have been. I mean, it was. It, it was. It was. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was, you know, almost surreal to a point too. Working, working again, working with him, or I say opposing him because we were. We had a couple scenes where we were. Uh, essentially, you know, um, rivals scene. and fighting. The taser scene was the initial entry or the initial introduction for sure. Um, I remember filming that well. I remember it well. Um, and again, it was one of my, you know, probably one of the first big blockbuster uh, pieces I did, aside maybe from Detroit Rock City, but um, it was kind of Seagal's comeback piece. And um, he was kind of the first one that started that whole working with a rapper idea mm -hmm. and theme um and he ended up playing that a little bit too much but um the movie yeah that was that was it was he was someone i grew up watching so um i won't go so far as to say he was an idol um he's not schwarzenegger caliber but uh, uh he was definitely someone who i admired as a young a young man a young boy he, he, up he's, he, yeah he's got a really interesting sort of i want to say reputation in hollywood how did yeah. you find working with seagal was Without, I, I, obviously, I don't want you to like burn any bridges or whatever. But oh, like, how did no, you find no, working no, with no, him no. as far as that goes? Oh no, he was he was totally fine. He was respectful. I had no oh, no issues with him. He kept to himself. Um, he had a, his own little kind of entourage of people with him, and, and you commonly saw that. Or I've seen that over the years with with different actors. Uh, you know, we'll call them a list or or more predominant actors. They carry they sort of travel with their own little group of assistants and confidants etc but um yeah. yeah he was he was decent he was decent he was very um serious and and he approached his work that way so oh, good. um good. but a uh, decent guy I spent a lot, quite a bit of time around him just with the scenes i was in and seeing him on set and yeah um i had, ended up going to the premiere of that movie actually in los angeles i was fortunate enough to Ooh. go to that and saw him again there so nice. yeah that was that was an experience that was a lot of I'll fun walking the carpet and, yeah, yeah. Was, was that your first, first premiere, premiere? 
Yeah, that was yeah, my awesome. first premiere. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah was, and how was, surreal uh, is that? You're in LA. You're on a red carpet. Like that yeah. must have been just like, are you it like was. kind of like looking down at yourself? Like, what in the fuck is going? Like, what am I even? <laughs> like that must have been yeah. just blowing your mind, eh? Absolutely. It was. It, and I'll use the word surreal again. That, that was one yeah. of those moments where, yeah, you kind of just pinch yourself and say, you know what, I, I'm part of this. And yeah, yeah. Seeing other other actors there, saw Stallone there, and went to um, uh, an after party um, at uh, at the, at a really nice, obviously, a really nice place in L.A. And there's a lot of people there as well, and um, so a lot of uh, actors and stuff. So and again, it was Seagal's kind of comeback movie. So it, yeah. it created a lot of buzz, and there was a lot of support. For oh, it was it from huge from yeah, Hollywood. It was so huge. yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah. No, for sure. Um, I mean, you know, you've worked for so long in the industry now. I mean, you must have built some relationships with the people in the industry that carry you and help you grow, right? I mean, you must have a lot of those. I mean, they kind of become your family, right? Like my work, my work, they kind of become my family. I'm assuming it's the same thing in the movie industry, even though you're working on different projects at different times. I'm sure you probably stay in touch with people that you've met through the years. Have you not? Um, I have, I have, I, I, you know what, I, I, I tend to stay in touch more with the guys that, um, you know, who I've, who I've worked with, um, talents and talent side, obviously, but, um, guys that, that, you know, I've shared a lot of time with, um, not so much the, you know, the, the headliners and, in, in the, in the, in the, in the productions I've done, I've gone along with everybody, but as far as relationships you build, usually build, I, I, I'm the type who will build a relationship over the time of getting to know somebody. And that usually mm -hmm. comes with the person you're due, you're and spending a lot of time with on set or, you know, on, on rehearsal days and, and whatnot. Um, so yeah, I've, I've definitely got connections. Um, they're good to have in this industry. Absolutely. Um, being in Canada, some somewhat handicaps you when it comes to certain productions, just because of your, you know, maneuverability of getting to work in the States and getting down to the States and having the eligibility to work down there. I had a green card for a period of time, but I did rescind that just because there were certain requirements I wasn't, you know, able to meet as far as living down there for so many months of the year, et cetera. But um, yeah, I mean, connections are a big part of the industry and, and I'm grateful to have the ones I have. And if I could go back in time, I probably would have would have tried to build a, a, a maybe a few more alliances with people. And, and but you know that's that's not to say that you know I still didn't have good relationships with with everyone. You know, mm -hmm. I can't say I've never not gone along with anyone on set, or or left a production with any sort of bad taste in my mouth about any one individual. So, well, that brings me actually. Thanks for the segue right into my next question. Yeah, what you is your favorite role? What was your? I mean. Maybe it was a, your favorite set experience or your favorite character or like what was that favorite role of yours that you've played? Oh, man. Um, people ask me this question. I should have the answer by now. <laughs> um, and I do. I do. I do. Uh, you know, Nemesis obviously is 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 up there for sure. Um, right near the top. Um that was, you know, the a part that kind of stands out just because of the amount of time I spent on that production, um, both pre-production and during production, and then even post-production with doing work afterwards, um, and get just getting to know the people I got to know on that set just by the number of, by virtue of the number of days I spent on set. Um, so it was a close group. 
um, from the prosthetics and the, the prosthetics guys, obviously I got to know all of them quite well just because I spent so much time getting in and out of costume and, and whatnot. Um, so, but as far as, you know, being able to shoot the gun and just having a variety of different things that I, I was able to experience through that, uh, production was, was absolutely unique. Uh, exit wounds going way back, you know, circa 2000. I can't believe when I say that, uh, that was an, another great shoot. I mean, you know, um, so many great actors on that, on that film that, that I was fortunate enough to meet. And, um, and, uh, you know, at sea, I mean, I did see last summer, that was probably my, as far as a crew and, and, and the people behind the camera was, I would have to say if close to them, if, I would put it at number one right now. I mean, just because it was such an awesome experience. And again, it was a show I spent a lot of time on seven out of eight episodes in season three. So got to know everyone well, and it was a welcoming group. <clears throat> and both behind both the both cast and crew both i mean it was it was phenomenal and it's it's not that you know i ever have bad experiences but obviously there's some that are just you know make it that much more enjoyable working yeah, and she's huge right now right i mean everybody's just freaking loving it uh yeah i mean it's, it's yeah for good things yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but i haven't like, watched it listener, yet i'm not gonna lie so you haven't watched it, it? it? No. If you're only listening, by the way, guys, and you can't, or, you, or you're seeing it and Matt's sitting down uh, and you haven't met Matt, uh, Matt is what I would generously describe as a physically imposing gentleman. Uh, oh, Jesus. Matt, yeah. How tall are you, Matt? Just out of curiosity. Six, uh, six seven. Six seven. And I won't you ask you. You feel bigger your, than six seven. But I'm not going to ask you anyway. for your weight, but <laughs> you, you look like you might hit the gym once or twice every now and then. So just so uh, you yeah, guys know, I, I, yeah. I, I might have been there before this. <laughs> Matt is tall and fucking jacked. Just so you guys know, he's not yeah, just a good-looking guy. He's also a very physically imposing guy. Do you ever worry, Matt, that that's even? I know you mentioned being in Canada maybe limits you, but do you ever worry that you might get? I don't know if typecast is the word I want to use, but I would assume you would want people to see you outside of just a huge, jacked, good-looking dude. You've clearly got some chops. You've been in the business for some time. Are you at all worried that you might get typecast? It's just a guy that plays big monster guys, even though, as we've already discussed, that's not your forte. That's just something that you have done. Yeah, that ship that ship sailed a long time ago. The typecasting is, is something you can't help. I mean, if you, you have a package, uh, you're going to get put into a certain category. And I've had, you know, I've always been physical. I've been a big, big, big dude. I've been, you know, I've never not looked like I'd work out. And um, that said, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be used for certain projects more than others. Uh, usually, ones that involve some sort of physicality or or where you have to play someone who's imposing or or a creature. So do you just lean into it then, like just just accept uh, absolutely it and lean into it? Yeah. And and you know what you gotta you gotta gotta roll with what you're given and and I've always embraced that I haven't fought it because once you know the reality is at six seven I'm not gonna be um, doing many rom coms where I'm you know leading with someone who's five seven so five, yeah, yeah yeah or five if I'm lucky yeah, like yeah. five four five five right yeah, yeah, so yeah, exactly yeah um, if you I did a I did a movie called Gothica with Halle Berry and you actually can see in the one one or two scenes where I'm um, I did several scenes with her, but there's one scene in particular where I'm putting her in her jail cell and you literally see this it's like... from here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just the reality of it. And there's my shoulder you right know. there. You can see my shoulder yeah, right exactly. there. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. when they're, when they're casting, um, not that I went out for purse opposite Holly Berry, but even for, for, for smaller productions, 
they're going to want it. They're going to just for, for shootability, um, they're going to want to size people up better. And then that's typically why, you know, you see a lot of A-list actors as far as males go. Uh, they're not, um, they're not many are approaching six, seven. So, right. and that's just the reality. So you go with what you're given. I've gone with what I would have had and what my, what my assets are. And, and, and it's been my size. Um, and that's, that's been totally fine with me. I've, uh, I've enjoyed the ride and, um, you know, I, I really, you know, I would like to have been challenged more with those other types of parts, but again, you go with, you go with, um, where, you know, you're best suited. And, yep, that's- yeah. That's and it's always been six foot seven parts. <laughs> those, uh, yeah. Yeah, those, don't involve the lead, those don't involve a leading lady. Sorry. Guys. No, that's so. fair. Did you take <laughs> acting lessons at any point then, Matt? Did you get into that deep to it? Oh, yeah. 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 No, I've trained. Um, I've uh, I've had I had a coach, Bernadette. Um, she uh, she was my coach for for geez, years. She's like she lives in Mexico now. Um but uh, she she was remarkable, and I would use her quite often. Uh, I did do I did do courses, but I found that I liked the private coaching better, and okay. I would usually get an audition and then go and see Bernadette and spend time with her on each audition. So, and by virtue of doing that, you kind of get the you get more actually more out of it in my estimation than sitting in a class and with you know, a group of other people watching other people get up and perform. So it's more of a private one-on-one and I've always kind of, I've, I've gained more from that, that sort of setting. So, yeah. but yeah, I've, for, you know, the years I've been in the industry, I've, I, you, you have to, you know, you, you got to practice and, and hone your skills and, and, you know, bring out, you find that ability to, you know, read a scene and, and find out the nuances in the scene and, it's a lot of work. It really is. And it oh, comes God. more naturally to some people and less naturally to others. And, you know, I probably fall somewhere in the middle. So that practice definitely helped. Just, you're so well-spoken. You're so eloquent. So I just, I feel there had to have been something that you were <laughs> you're doing. You're full of compliments is what you are. <laughs> I've been so a like you. You know what I mean? Like I'm six two. I've never been as big as you are, but I mean, people see a big, especially a big jack good looking guy. And they probably just think, yeah. Oh, this guy's just that. You're clearly yeah. not just that. You're very well spoken. So I just I assumed. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I'll stop gushing now. JS, why don't you ask a couple questions? <laughs> no, I mean that's so okay. Clearly just fanboying over here. That's I'm all. assuming. Uh, I that... appreciate the compliments. Not at all. Thank you. I mean, I'm I assuming the you know, the, yeah. Yeah, the size had to have been a huge part in you getting the part of Nemesis. Uh, oh yeah, massively. Um, no pun intended. Um, yeah, it uh, it definitely was you know an integral part of of the of getting the part, and I had to. The addition for that was very physical, uh, as you recall. The Nemesis didn't have a lot of lines, so it was more action, and I was all action and carrying um, the suit and be able to move in the suit and in a way that they wanted you to move. But I remember the the, the addition for that was. Um, the production, the, the producers were there. Um, production manager was there. Um, good friend of mine, Steve Lisescu, stunt coordinator. Uh, he was, he was the one who brought me in for the addition and it was down to me and another guy. And we, we, I think it was about a, probably a minute to a minute and a half. And we just had to basically just free freestyle show us, show us what you have. And it was like a gymnasium setting. And there was, they had a bunch of, they had a staff and some other, um, um, 
um, hand weapons uh, there to use if you chose to. And uh, I grabbed a couple. <laughs> my weapons have I've always been good with decent with weapons, but my forte has always been open hand. So, and I just literally you just created your own kind of own routine on the spot. And wow. like I said, it was probably a minute, a minute and a half, which is a long time yeah. uh, to give yeah. it your all and kind of just make it look like you're doing something, you know what you're doing. Um, yep. uh, but at my martial arts training, that's where that came in handy. And fortunately, um, they were impressed enough that, uh, that the rest was history. I got the part. So, so I want to talk about the suit. Okay. Yeah. I need to talk about the suit. Ever. I, 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 I'm a maker. <laughs> I, I want to know all about it. Um, I got a lot of questions. First of all, how early in the suit design process did they hire you? Like, was it one of those things where the suit was basically done and they put you in it and that was that? Or was it all started from, okay, they hired you, they're casting you, and then they start building and designing the suit off of your body? Absolutely. The latter. Um, okay. Because it, oh, nice. it was a, yeah, it was a plaster mold. Yeah. So basically, um, we went to start went to a hotel room and they had a bunch of drop sheets. So this is back in two thousand three, two thousand four. So quite a while ago. So before they had all the technology that they have now, and it was old school. And basically, I got plastered up head to toe. Mm -hmm. uh, even stra had straws in the nose for breathing. <laughs> oh, so yeah. uh, not good if you were claustrophobic by any stretch, which I'm not, thankfully. Oh, yeah. um, and there was a whole body cast. Uh, and then they take that mold, they took that mold and then created the suit from that. So it literally could, you know, covered every inch and angle of your body or my body. So, um, yeah, casting came before the suit because the suit had to be specific and fit. Again, they wanted it to look, you know, as you could see, it was a lot of muscle enhancement uh, mm -hmm. in the suit and they wanted it to fit like it was your body. And that was their intention behind it with, with, with the suit. So it didn't look like it was a costume. Um, but a great process. It was, you know, I enjoyed it. I, I like doing stuff like that. And the pre-production stuff can be a lot of fun if you're with the right crew. And I definitely, the prosthetics, the prosthetics guys were, uh, were awesome. So Paul Jones created the suit and, um, his crew behind him was, uh, was phenomenal. So I actually worked with a guy named Jay Deathridge. Um, shout out to Jay if he's on here. Um, uh, again, on C, he did prosthetics for C. So it's nice, nice when you kind of, and I've seen him before that again, but most recently on C. And it's nice when you run into guys because prosthetics world is, there's a lot of people in it, obviously, but it's still a small community. And I've done a lot of work with prosthetics over my career. So um, mm. they were a good group of guys on <clears throat> for Resident, uh, for Resident Evil. And um, yeah, the suit, the suit process was long. And yeah, I was just going to ask, how long did it take from the time they cast you? To the time yeah. that the suit's done, basically, and ready oh, to wear wow. on the show. Yeah, I mean, the casting, again, the, the, day, the day they did the mold was a full day. And then it was involved going back to their the prosthetic studio and getting hands done. That mask took a long time to get configured. And um, they had to make it, you know, obviously safe because it was hard plastic inside. So start to finish, wow. Um Man, I would be I would be throwing a number out, throwing a, a timeline out there right now, but it, it was it was easily probably four four weeks anyway, from the point they started to the point that they had a, a, something to try on. And it wow, that's actually way quicker than, than I that. thought. Oh, well, they're yeah. working, they're working, they're working around the clock. Oh, right? fair enough. Say, yeah, fair enough. They've got a whole crew working blood, nonstop, right? Pass, right. So yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. No, and they got yeah. they got a group of people in there. It's 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 definitely a team that works towards it. And again, that four weeks could be a little off, but. Um, mm -hmm. 
it was a, definitely a chunk of time because I went mm-hmm. in numerous times throughout that period to try on, retry, and a lot of fittings. How heavy now, is that minigun prop that you've got up there? Yeah. That, that picture behind you. I'm looking at that thing. I'm like, Jesus, that doesn't look like it's messing around. It's wicked. Yeah. Uh, was that a heavy piece? I was. That was. Um, that was about 200 pounds. Oh, what? I'm kidding. I was waiting for your reaction. It was 80 pounds. <laughs> like, you're just pounds. curling it there at the side. Absolutely. Like I got this. And is it attached to you somehow, or are you literally just holding it in your hand? No, uh, basically it was. Pounds. Yeah, it's not 200 pounds. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was about 80 pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was basically. Even that it, seems it, excessive. It, it was heavy. It was heavy. And you kind of okay. wedged it into your body, but. Um, so a fun little fun fact trivia here for you. Uh, that was the gun that was used in Predator. Oh, was what? it really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No the way. Gun in Predator. Absolutely. Yeah, the one that Jesse seat. Ventura uses? Yeah, but he used two hands. That's okay. dope. Huh. <laughs> That's still dope, man. That's you awesome. caught you caught the two you caught the two hand comment, right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course he, he has two, to hands. two hands. Of course, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesse ain't got nothing uh, on you, Matt. Don't worry about that. No. <laughs> That's um, awesome. Yeah, so same gun modified, obviously, but yeah. Um, That's then, wild. Um, it was obviously you know geared and, and made to look like you know an original, but um, yeah, it was about eighty pounds. It was definitely there were sometimes lifting that was was difficult and on the elbow and over time on the shoulder, but. Um, yeah, because yeah, there's adrenaline, a scene where adrenaline you're carries you straight up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a yeah. scene where you're holding it straight up, and they're they're focusing on the gun firing for like 20 seconds, and it's like, oh my god! Oh, yeah. Like, oh, how yeah, long are you like are you holding that yeah, thing up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. holy shit! You, you how many takes is he doing that? Well, and, and that's and that's just it, right? It's always it's not so much what you see in the final product as how many takes it took to get that final product. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, or the no final shit. shot. So, um, yeah, it was a lot. It would you know the you know memory my memory short. I would do it again tomorrow if I could. But um, it was yeah, it was definitely. And I was a big boy then. I was I was. Um, I was probably so I had a little more, a little more weight behind me to kind of hold that sort of gun the way I had to hold it. Um, doing it now would be a lot more um, strenuous. Um, I was a lot younger then. I was probably about three hundred, three and a quarter at that point in time. So Ooh. yeah, yeah. definitely had a little bit of weight behind the gun to be able to hold yep. it up a little more effectively and over time. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you're such a scrawny little, you're such a scrawny little you know? guy now, Matt. Absolutely for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, was there many revisions of the suit? <laughs> Um, revision wise, uh, you know, it was, there was tinkering, obviously tinkering, but the suit was already kind of created by Paul. So the vision was there. It was just a matter of getting it to fit and getting it, you know, you know, tweaking it here and there for more for the adjustment and the fit than it would have been for changing it. Now Mm -hmm. production always has their idea of what they want to see and they may want something changed a leather piece here a leather piece there uh but all in all I, the, the vision was there um and then the suit was was more or less already created before it was created so it was just a matter of getting it to you know to come to life i mean it's one thing holding the minigun but i mean you full out fight mila jovovich in that thing yeah how was mobility i mean it, i mean obviously it, it looks like you don't have a ton of mobility but how was it yeah, trying to it was, do action scenes in that thing so it was it was corseted at the back um so basically like a shoelace at the back mm-hmm. um so that pulled my posture back uh so right there your mobility is already you know off kilter uh 
so yeah, doing doing the action in the suit was difficult just because your mobility was restricted just by being in the in the in the costume itself. Uh, you would get used. I got used to it, obviously. But yeah, as far as throwing a punch and stuff, everything they want it to be big to begin with on film. Everything always has to be big because they need it to read. Um, but being in the suit actually helped in that regard because of my punches had to be a wide for the most part. I did bring my hands mm. in a little bit, but it was tough. And it was tough just because of the restriction and the movement, but there was so much silicone and just weight. Um, and then the layers on top, the leather layers on top of that, it was, it was heavy. So moving around definitely was a challenge at times, especially when you're in, you know, the 14th hour of the day. Um, but uh you know, I may do. And again, I used the word adrenaline before. It, it's amazing how that kind of carries you through the day. And um, it definitely did that. So you probably get real sweaty in that thing, too. Uh, so, yeah, silicone, zero, zero breathability. Mm-hmm. So they would put cold suits in. They'd have fans going. But, yeah, I would be I'd be drenched. It was it was a good cutting program. Uh, that shit. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I was bulking the ones with you before. Right. That's a good way to cut it for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, lost, I lost a few lbs in that in that. Yeah, I know. I bet you uh, did. Yeah, well worth it. Yep. And was it a <laughs> massive process? Like every morning, having to get in a suit that. First of all, the fact that you're getting in a suit that you've been sweating in for like a month, and then you have to get back into it the next morning. That in itself had to not be a lot of fun, but nope. was it a big process actually suiting up and the mask yeah. and the makeup? Like how, how long are you suiting up versus how long you're actually filming and then having to take it all yeah. off? Yeah, well, the, 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 the mask would come off um, when we weren't um, shooting. So in between Oh, well, that's okay. So you could remove it without cool. removing yeah. the, the suit. Absolutely. Excuse me. The mask was separate in that regard. So it would come off and they had two, they had a couple different masks. They had one with um, animatronics in it before the mouth would move and the eyes would move. And then they had one for distance shots that where there were, wasn't the, um, the wiring portions in it uh, for movement. So that was more the stunt mask uh, for longer shots. But um, yeah, that would come off pretty much every time there was any sort of lull in the action. Uh, but the suit itself would stay on for most of the time I was on set and would, you know, would get in at the beginning of beginning of the day uh, or night, a lot of night shoots. Uh, and oh, hang on, Matt. We've lost you on the stream yard. You went. <laughs> hang tight, our YouTube friends. We will get Matt back. <laughs> Worry not. <laughs> hang on. What was that? Yeah. The Instagram is still good, but we've lost him on the main feed here. So just give us yeah. a second, guys. We'll uh, We'll get him back on here. Say shit, we got 30 minutes of that. I'm like, oh, we're on such a good run. He hasn't had any problems. And then boom. Oh. Hey. There he's back. Woo. All right. There we go. And I realized I was on mute on nope, YouTube. Good. Yes, excellent. Awesome. So, Thanks for your patience, guys. We appreciate it. There we go. There we go. The joys uh, yeah, so you were just about to tell us how long it took you to get into that crazy suit. Yeah, it was about about forty about, about forty minutes, give or take. Um, hmm. They got it, and that was that was down to the streamlined, you know, timing. 
um, yeah. after doing it for for so long. So uh, just a lot of you know the boots were separate, the the the, the cost of the silicone portion, the core setting, getting them, getting getting you know just getting everything done and, and adjusted, and yeah, it was about forty minutes. For some reason, I thought it was a way more of a process than that because the suits. I mean, it's no, so intricate when you see it on TV, oh, no. right? Like totally, it's... you would you would think, right? But it literally oh. went on like a like a hospital hospital um, gown. <laughs> oh, really? Eh? Know, backwards like, and then corset in the back. And... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> Nothing yeah, I, mean, I could I mean, do we're myself. All but, uh... to the front, right? So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Yep, yep. Is that something you even like doing? Like, is the suit? The creature acting is that something that I know we said at the top that it's not something you've done a lot of. Uh, is it something you like to do, even though like you don't know that it's you unless you tell us it's yeah. you? But well, every, uh, everyone knows it's me now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you know, to to your point, for sure, you're on screen. You're not seeing you, but I see me when I'm when I look at it. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, yep. you know what? It, it's it's just a different. It's it's a it's a it's more physical. It's it's a different experience than you know acting um, in a typical scene where you have dialogue and you're just Matt just with a different you know stage name or set name. Um, it, you know it, there's pros to both, uh, pros and cons to both, as with anything in life. Uh, but I do enjoy the physical physical portion of you know film, and that's been my bread and butter, as we talked about earlier. Uh, and that's what I embraced at a young age. And, and I knew that's what was going to carry me through and keep me working. So yeah, that's, that's kind of my wheelhouse, right? It's just that, that physical part, my, um, my, for some of my size, I've always been able to move well. And that's, that's gotten me a lot of the work I've gone just through the reputation I built and doing the, the projects I've done and people seen my abilities in that regard and being able to wear a costume like that and perform and, and carry the weaponry and, um, what we talked about as well. Um, mm-hmm. It does, you know, take some some coordination and um, patience and and strength. So, you know, you package that all up, and you know, you people start wanting you for things that, you know, you you know, um, maybe wouldn't have been thought of otherwise, um, just because you know these parts are very physically demanding. So. That leads me to a question, Matt. I've been kind of curious. Yeah. So you've already been part of one huge IP with the Resident Evil series, but the way you're talking to your physicality, your size, your movability, and and how you you become a more physical actor and such. If there was another IP that you could be part of, in the same level or even bigger, Hollywood comes knocking on your door and says, "Pick your IP, Matt. What do you want to do? Yeah. Where do you where would you want to sort of take those skills that you've honed over the last twenty some years and put it towards another major huge IP? Like I'm I'm looking at you and I'm thinking, how are you not into a superhero TV show or movie? It makes no fucking sense to me. Look at you, but I mean, what would you want to do, Matt? If given the choice of any IP out there? Well, um, I mean, you mentioned the superhero thing. That would obviously be cool to be part of. To be part of. Um, you know, Dude, look at you. What are you kidding me? Industry. So, yeah. um, <laughs> uh, there was, a, <laughs> there was, uh, and like an, a, um, an anime series that, that, um, that came my way a little while back. It was called Badlands and, uh, it was, um, a character called Krieg. That would have been a fun, a fun part to play. Um, and that just you know the timing and and just it was it was shot overseas so that didn't work out but you know that was something that you know i would have loved to have um 
thank you, Jamie. I would have loved to have, uh, Agreed, have the team part of. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so for the people on Instagram, uh, Jamie C. Yeah. saying Marvel needs you. Yeah. And Jennifer, <laughs> producer Jen, saying Matt would have been awesome on The Walking Dead. Again, not 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 wrong either. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is that show still yeah. on? Oh, it is. Yeah, uh, I think it's literally just ending like right now. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you mentioned yeah. earlier too, Matt, you mentioned auditions. Can you give us yeah. a, maybe a little, little inside baseball, any auditions that you may have gone out for that maybe you, you didn't get that you were really hoping you were or auditions you had to like pass up or roles you had to pass up on specifically because timing or whatever didn't work out. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what I've been this summer. I read, I read a, a little bit this summer. Wasn't as crazy with auditions, and I don't know if that was kind of a post COVID thing or just uh, a six foot seven, mm-hmm. 285 pound thing but um <laughs> sometimes that's the reality right being yeah. you know like we talked about the pigeonholing and, and whatnot but uh and then you know i shouldn't use a pigeonhole that sounds negative it's not negative it is it's it's a good thing um uh, you know there were there i don't you know what i i there, there aren't any names or productions that come to mind um when you ask me that from that question but uh, naturally I read for stuff and you get your, you know, actually let me back up. I don't get my hopes up. I learned a long time ago not to, um, mm. you, you kind of shelf it, but you still think about it. And, right. you know, there's been a couple of reads I did this summer that would have been nice, nice, nice parts to, to land. Um, but for whatever reason, um, you know, production has their, their, their checklist and some boxes you check and some you don't. And if there's too many don'ts and they're probably looking in another direction. So, um, but as far as any names or productions that I've read for, it's, it's, you know, 49 years old and memory is not as good as it was yesterday. Tell um, me about it, brother. But, uh, you know, you, you kind of just, you, you put them in the, you put the nose in the back of your mind and, and you move on past them. Um, and that's kind of how I've always approached this industry. So if, if you were to give me an hour and I was to go and pull some sides and some, some breakdowns, I'd be able to give you some more, probably some that's more detailed right. information, but yeah. is it still a bit of a weird experience, even though you're 20 some odd years in the business doing auditions? Like, is that, does that ever not because you really you're just high that you're you're just putting yourself out there and hoping that you're going to have all the check boxes like you mentioned that they're looking yeah. for. Is that ever not? Is that ever not weird? I've got some other friends that work in the industry and the business, and they talk about yeah. even now, 10, 15, 20 years in, they're like it's still the weirdest experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? It 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 doesn't seem like twenty six years. It doesn't. Every time you do a read, it's not. You know you. It's you don't want to fall into that. Well, I've been in the industry for so long. You should just give me the part. You so right. you, you take you take the other approach, which is you know what I've got to earn this part, just like I did back twenty years ago. Um, so yeah, it you know that it's sometimes a little frustrating when they're you're being sent parts to read for that maybe yeah you know what I was reading for this twenty years ago, and I don't think I should have to read for this type of part again. But I once you've been in the industry long enough, you know how productions work. You know everybody wants their say in who gets cast. And they wanted they want to see, you know, the players and who's in front of them, and they want to see how you're going to, you know, perform with their their um, production and their lines and their 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 scenes. Um, so it'd be nice to say, hey, here's my demo reel. If you like what you see, cast me. Uh, that has happened for me in the past, but it's more okay. the opposite. Those times, those those instances are fewer, farther and fewer between. So yeah, you got to or you got to approach it like you're in your one. And I, and I try to do my best to do that. Um, 
I think, you know, you, you, well, you met me at the show and you, you could see, I kind of, you know, I don't carry any, you know, the 26 year old, um, 26 years in the business rather, um, you know, expectation card. So yeah. mm-hmm. I, I approach the industry with humility and, you know, I'm grateful to get what I get and what I don't get. I wish the person who did get it the best. And that's kind of the, the mentality and approach I've always had. And that allows you to kind of move past the disappointment and just look forward to the next piece. Well, I think I even said something to you at London Comic-Con, Matt, that so many people had come up to us at our booth and, and spoke about how personable you were, how approachable you were, how nice and cool you were. What does that yeah. mean to you to come out to like events like that and get to interact with the people and the fans that recognize you from different properties and such? Obviously, a big thing from Nemesis, but everything else. How cool is that? Because yeah. obviously, you get to, you can't fake what you were doing. You were connecting with so many people. What does that mean to you to come out to events like that and connect with people that are fans of you and your work? I, you know, I, I it, it, it means a lot. And the shows are relatively new for me, um, but they've, they've opened my eyes to just the the people that do embrace what I do because uh, I mean you can go online and you can see things online here and there it's to actually you know be able to talk to somebody and and have those face-to-face conversations and just see how you know um, engaged they are with what I've been involved in 20 years ago it it truly is humbling and um I like talking to people. I like hearing their stories. I, I really do enjoy, you know, even for, for a short period of time, just getting getting a, a glimpse into someone else's existence. And the shows really give you that ability um, because everybody comes with, with zero inhibitions in, those, in that type of setting. And I really admire that. And just it's, it's the, that's just people at their, you know, at their, at the, at, at their raw level. And, um, in, like I said, I'm new to the show. So that, that experience is still new to me. I've only done a couple of shows and I want to keep doing more primarily for that reason is it's, it was just a lot of fun. I mean, my throat was sore from talking so much, but that would be the only drawback from my experience there and meeting everybody. It truly was a, it truly was a, a great experience. So you heard it here first, guys. So there's there's a post on Instagram right now from Fan Expo Canada asking what guests you would like at Fan Expo. This guy down here, recommend him to your con, your local cons, wherever you are here, especially. I assume it's probably easier for you to get to Southwestern Ontario cons, but I mean, I'm sure if New York Comic Con came calling, you wouldn't be telling them no, right? Uh, absolutely not. No, I would yeah. take any opportunity to to travel and, and go where I need to go. And, and I, yeah, I look forward to continuing with the shows and, yeah, engaging with the fans. It's, it's yep. something that, it, that I really haven't been able to do yep. a lot of. Yep. So... Perfect. I'm, I'm hoping we're going to get to see you at it some more. Absolutely. Because, yeah, like 100%. I said, everybody at London was talking about how great you were. So that's we definitely want to keep that momentum going for sure. Yeah, yeah I, appreciate yeah. That. I appreciate yeah. that. I really do. So, yeah, that's Jamie C. And saying, done. Fan Expo needs you. There you yeah, go. Jamie, Jamie's on your side, man. I don't know, who's Jamie C.? We got to figure is that Jamie C. Is, uh, <laughs> is, that, uh, is that producer Jen's sister? Is that, yes, it's Jamie. Yeah, yeah, Jamie. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Marvel needs you. Thank and you, Jamie. Fan Expo needs you, Matt. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. <laughs> uh, there's, a com- there's somebody here on Instagram, uh, Raccoon City Stories, asking, would you come back as Nemesis given the opportunity? Absolutely. Oh, without, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, that's a that's a short answer. There's really no. <laughs> that was easy. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, I enjoyed the part. Yeah, I mean, physically demanding, like we talked, uh, discussed, but oh no, without a doubt, yeah, it would be a different experience this time around. 
just because of, you know, the, the physical requirements, but uh, I can still hold my own. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk. Oh, well, uh, he was so, so great sorry, to chat. I had to throw this in, again, just what we were talking about. Yeah. So Keith yeah. Bell, he was so great to chat with at London. Not intimidating to talk with at all. No. Yeah. So you stood Hi, beside Keith. him and you were like, oh, "Well, yeah, exactly." Man, go. Go. Shit, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, we're not small guys. people. Not, and yeah, holy we're cow, short. we're still. Oh, hey, what's going on? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, JS. We cut you off. Go ahead. We're no, 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 that's okay. I mean, listen, we're going down the the, the personal path a little bit. So uh, you were born and raised in the GTA. Uh, what, yeah. what are your stopping grounds? Bur- Burlington, to be specific, for those. Oh, who Burlington. Know, okay. Well, there's a lot of people on here that are from the area, so yeah, Burlington is where I was born and raised, and then I moved to Toronto as a young adult and spent uh, most of my adult life there, and ventured out of the city about uh, uh, about ten years ago, just under ten years ago now. And were you into sports, or were you into? I mean, I'm assuming as a kid you probably were into basketball and hockey and anything in football, anything you can get your hands on, right? I started martial arts at 11. Uh, I played oh, wow, soccer okay. as a young child before that. Um, parents put me into soccer and a little bit of hockey. Uh, and then I got into martial arts, which I which I loved. And I, I that carried me through to, you know, probably my mid-teens. And then um, the gym became kind of my my main passion. And it started in my high school, then to the y- local YMCA, and from there, 35 years later, here I am sitting in front of you guys. So that's always been my my zen place where I go and, you know, you get those endorphins. They, they are a real thing, and they've um, they've carried me through some, some challenging times and kept me, you know, feeling still decent at, you know, at this point in my life. So very, you know, I use the word decent lightly. It's, it's, it's definitely <laughs> 40 something guys, no that, joke, uh, yeah. yeah, no, it's no joke, man. <laughs> yeah. We get it, man. It. Yeah. But, I mean, um, we're all in the same age group here. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I get it. Some yeah. of us show our age at the waistline more than others. And by some of us guys, I mean, I do. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah. But you, I mean, seem to be in the best shape of your friggin' life. I mean, like it, like uh, Jeff was saying earlier, when we met up with you at London comic-con, Jacked. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, just yeah, a little I, bit, yeah. guys. Yeah, bit. just keep, yeah. just keep. Yeah, and like you know, there's so many years into it. It's just, but you know, I've I've been fortunate enough, and I'm grateful that you know I haven't been been you know slowed down by many injuries. Obviously, we've I've had my bumps and bruises along the way, but that's allowed me just to continue with a lifestyle um, that I've been able to you know maintain and. Um, Again, grateful I am just for being given the ability to do that, and, and my health has been good. Um, you know, and that's a big part of it. Obviously, uh, I've never had children, so I, I was always able to. I had more discretionary time to spend in the gym, and I understand for people that are that are that have families, that may not be the case. Um, so yeah, it, that's that's allowed me to you know be a little more selfish with with my time too. And if you were the selfish is the right word to use, but you guys know what I mean. It's you oh, know it's allowed me to kind of just stay in shape. And and the the industry's always been a motivating factor for me because you never know when you get that phone call saying next week are you available. Uh, I did mm-hmm. do a lot of stunt stunt work um, and stunt coordinators. It's a different process. You get called and you may have to be on set even the next day, but you know, most times it's within a week, you're, you're on set asking, they want the, one of the first questions out of their mouths is what do you look like right now? <laughs> right. And that, that's the typical question. So you question. always have to be on, right? And that's always been my approach is you never know when, when you're going to be called to, you know, to task and to need to be on set and, you know, look a certain way. 
so people remember how I looked in the last last thing I did and and you know typically they want you to kind of look the same way when they call you a month or two or a year or two later so um, that's that's always been something that kept me going as well right someone on Instagram was asking Matt which martial arts do you did you practice or do you practice uh, Gojuru karate is where I started uh, mm-hmm. and that was um, again when I was a young young boy uh, and then I've, I've been fortunate enough through film to do different styles and work train different ways just in some of the things I've done uh, boxing included um, and then I do a lot of freestyle just on my own and that's always just been it's you know kind of my thing uh, I didn't stay in karate uh, just because of scheduling and, and the gym was you know became my, my bread and butter in my later teen years uh, so I would do a lot of freestyle stuff on my own and train with buddies and go to their clubs at times as well so uh, but Gojuru karate is kind of where it started and um, yeah that's 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 where it all began at the ripe old age of 11 the tender the tender age of 11 mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, I, yeah. uh... Sorry, go ahead, Jess. Yeah, well, uh, first of all, uh, Victoria is now online, dork, the dork side, saying hi, friends. Um, actually, Victoria, hi, Victoria is going to be at the Cosplay Alliance meet at the uh, Christmas market this weekend. Oh, so nice. So that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, Matt, I don't want to get too, too personal, but I, it has. have you had to adjust how you train and how you eat and how you take care of yourself as you're getting yeah. older? Because I know the minute I hit 40, everything changed for me. Like, I, like, it's it's very different than before 40 so have you had to change a little bit in your habits to be able to stay in the shape that you are uh absolutely um it's not so much change i I started eating you know diet's a big part big part of you know maintaining um a certain image or look um which you know obviously I, i had to do over the years with film uh but that said, I, I trained myself at a young age to try and eat clean. And that, that started back when I was a teenager. It really did. And it gets carried through into my, into my young adult life and now right through to where I'm, where I'm at now in life. Um, you know, I still enjoy, you know, falling off the cart every once in a while, but I've always, I've always, I've always eaten clean and, and that's, you know, been, you know, second nature to me, fortunately. And I know that's probably where a lot of people struggle is, is just the restrictions that come with eating clean, but it, you make that part of your lifestyle and, and yeah, well, you know, it's, I, Hey, I battle with, you know, again, there's times when, you know, I just, you just, you, you, you get into a certain groove of eating a certain way and I'm guilty of it too. But for the most part, it's been, it's been relatively easy just because I started at such a young age to do it. And, What's that um, sin sin treat? That sin meal for Matt Taylor? Oh wow! Uh, it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be uh, a hamburger and a double patty. I think it's referred to as a Hulk burger. That would probably be my go-to. Hell yeah! Maybe some fries on the side. Yeah. There you go. There we go. That's what <laughs> I'm talking nice. about. Nice. I had my first. I had my first poutine. Um, oh, about a month ago. I'd never your had first? your first. Come on, yes, dude. guys. Yes, come what? on. Easy now. Easy. <laughs> that's every. That's everybody's reaction. <laughs> that's crazy. Sorry, well, we're, uh, you're cutting crazy. in and out. We're losing you, Matt. Uh, JS is <laughs> French. Like you're really. Yeah, it's not. You've insulted him, his heritage, his family, the whole nine yards, Matt. Can't believe it. Where Where yeah, was the poutine was in, from? In Quebec City. 
Oh, well, there you have go. it. That's yeah. a good place to have it. Yeah. 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 For sure. And what was your experience? Yeah, exactly. did, you, did you like it or is it too much or? It was good. It was, I'm not right. going to lie. That's a good, good answer, yeah. Matt. Good. You know yeah, what? I'm, right. I'm, I'm <laughs> normally not a gravy guy, but yeah. I, but it worked for me this time. Yeah. So yeah. yeah Cause, and, and this is a discussion I have with people a lot. When you go to Quebec, the gravy in a poutine isn't really a gravy. It's more of a sauce. You know what? I know to some people that makes no sense, but it's <laughs> it's it's not quite gravy a gravy. Is not a sauce? I don't. What do we know? Gravy is a sauce, but a sauce <laughs> yeah. is not necessarily a gravy. That, I know anyway, what you mean, though. Like, I, I, you know I, what yeah, I mean, yeah, right? No, I do. I, do. I just I have to bust his balls a little bit, man. That's what I'm on the show for. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, uh, listen. Let's get back on topic here for a quick second. Yeah, sorry, sorry. It's all good. Uh, Matt, you you've been in a bunch of stuff now, uh, and you've been in all sorts of different types of productions, from more action based to stuff like Detroit City Rocks, right? Uh, how or Detroit Rock City? Sorry. Uh, how how how? First of all, is the preparation for movies like that a lot different, if any at all, uh, uh, physically or otherwise? And and do you have a preference between the more active action movies versus something that's maybe more I don't know, less action. Yeah. Let's say less physical. Physical. Yeah, Detroit Rock City. I'm glad you brought that one up. That was that was a lot of fun, and that has its own little following. Um, it does for yeah. sure. Oh yeah, yep. no, I've been called Chongo more times than I'll ever be able to recall. <laughs> and even it still was happening to this in the day. chat too. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, great part. Uh, a lot of fun. That was that was one of my first. Again, in, you know, that was '98. I think we shot that. So that was back in. I started '96. So that was early on. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, my best, one of my good friends, I'm going to say easily probably one of my best friends, Shane Daly was, was shot that with me and that's where I met him. Uh, so that part, you know, I hold that part uh, dear to my heart for that reason too. Um, he's in the, he's in the industry as well. Um, but prep preparation for a role like that, uh, man, there wasn't a lot for that one just because I was young and still new in the industry. Now I trained and I done, I done what I needed to do at that point to get that role. Um, but it, what an awesome role it's been. It's one that's followed me through my career. Um, but to answer your question, um, you know, again, kind of going back to earlier conversation, earlier conversations we had in regards to the physicality, that's always what I've embraced because it's just, mm. it, that's what truly gets me into my roles. And i most of the stuff I've done, involves some form of physicality even the acting parts and that's always been nice um in the sense that i kind of get the best of both worlds um and it's it's allowed me to keep even when i'm acting to keep my stunt um uh, visibility up because this you know again i did the stunt work and the acting they're kind of two different worlds and um, the stunt guys want to still see you doing stunts and the film guys, <laughs> the acting side still want to see you right. act. So you kind of right. got to balance the two. So yeah. being able to do, do both in one production kind of gives you the best of both worlds. And I've been fortunate enough to have that sort of dynamic with most of the stuff I've done, to be honest. So You mentioned earlier, Matt, you meant we threw Schwarzenegger out there. You mentioned getting to see Stallone briefly at the exit yeah. rooms. Who were your role models coming up through the, the business, especially? Obviously, you're a physical guy and you've taken a lot of action yeah. roles. Were, were those two sort of pillar? Are there any other role models that were for you coming up through? Uh, you know what? I mean, those were 
to you know Stallone and <laughs> Stallone and Schwarzenegger, uh, obviously two huge names, uh, and and big for any boy growing up in the era that we all grew up in. Um, you know, and that that's you know they were they were just more idols when I was younger than than role models naturally. But when I got into film, um, I have to say that you know I never really I never really mirrored myself or looked to any one particular actor just because my 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 roles have always been somewhat yeah physical. So I guess I could have looked towards different different um, more physically oriented actors for you know to get ideas and that's not to say I never have, but I never, I've always just kind of, you know, honed my own sort of direction, if that makes any sense. Yeah, of course. Um, I don't, I can't say that I ever looked at any one actor and tried to mirror or, or get any sort of idea from what I saw from them. Um, my coach has been, was awesome. Um, Bernadette, I mentioned earlier and yeah. just allowing me to kind of, you know, um, pick up on the nuances I need to in scenes and, and be able to expand and, and, you know, perfect for lack of better ways of putting it, um, my craft, uh, you know, it's far from perfect, <laughs> but, well, uh, are, definitely, dude. definitely, you know, no, no, but yeah, yeah definitely, yeah. definitely learned a lot through her and yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that, that would be the answer I'd have for that would be not any one person in particular, um, I, there was one edition I did and I can't remember what it was. It's about going back a while ago, but I, I, I did, you know, kind of, um, mirror myself off of Javier Bardun and that was in oh. no, no country for old men. Oh. And the way he played that was great movie. Great so movie. good. So, so, yeah. so good. Yeah. 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 What are you pointing at me for? What is, what's, this what, guy likes oh. to play Javier Bardem. Uh, oh, does he? Like, I thought you wanted me to move over. No, 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 no. Jeff over here is cosplayed a number of. of oh, no, no, no. That's you're his... thinking Jeffrey Dean Morgan because they. Oh, like this, sorry, this, Jeffrey yeah, Dean Morgan. The, you're right. I do get them mixed up. You know what? I do get them mixed up. Hey, listen. Now that I made a fool of myself, there's a couple Instagram questions here. Ali cosplay, first of all, getting a little personal. Asking, yeah. how many calories do you need to intake to maintain that muscle mass? Oh, not enough. It's always been my, that's always been my, here's my, another pun, nemesis. Um, <laughs> you know, with my diet, it, it just has, you know, just busy days and schedule and coming and going. Um, I travel with food a lot, but short answer, I would say, you know, I try to do three to 4,000, but that's, I know that's a pretty big range, uh, but that's kind of where I, I sit. It should be more. Um, but that's yeah, that seems low thing. for like you hear athletes sometimes eating like 10,000 calories or st yeah. stuff like that, right? Three to four seems, you know what? I've never more. had a huge appetite. I never had a, I've never really had a huge appetite consistently. So mm -hmm. I can go without eating and not be that, that grumpy bear. Um, mm -hmm. and that's, that's just, a, you know, lifestyle and what you get accustomed to. So mm -hmm. I do eat and I, and like we, we, we talked about earlier, I do eat clean, but yeah, never enough. But I would say, yeah, on, on an average, three to four. Yeah. Three to four thousand. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, our prairie buddy here, Kid Remington, is uh, on the Instagram as well. If you had a choice, you were a villain. Any preference? If I a uh, choice of a villain? Yeah, hero you know, or villain. Hero or a villain. Hero right? or a villain. Wow. Um, say villain. You know, it would be cool. It would be cool to play Jason. Not gonna lie. Whoa, yeah, dude. Look, as in, cool. as in Jason? Jason Voorhees. Yeah, dude. Yes. Is in, uh, yeah, yeah, right there. Yeah. yeah so there you go. You got it. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that would, yeah, that that'd would be, be uh, that'd be that something. Would be an, a neat opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm up for that. Hey, who do I have to write to to get that to happen? Yeah, I mean, yeah, holy yeah, cow. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's another another one's bound to happen. So. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. For it's sure. Like pro- the property never dies. It's always out no. There, exactly. So. No. Uh, there's another comment here from Matthew G. Taylor. Uh, funny enough. Hey, Matt, this is your agent, Jen. See, guys, Matt has a Jen as well. Uh, <laughs> shout out to the Geeks & Co. for making this happen. They've been fantastic to work with. Geeks & Co., you rock. Thank you so Aww, much, Jen. Thanks, really Jen. Appreciate that. that is very nice. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> what's the most all-around difficult role you've taken? Raccoon City Stories is asking. Is there one role that was more difficult than the others all around so not necessarily just physically but you know wow. mentally it could be anything Tough yeah i did mentally. um probably umbrella academy was one of the more challenging mm-hmm. ones and that was last summer as well i played a uh, samurai warrior there was three of us it was in the final three episodes of that series mm-hmm. um and i played one of the samurai warriors so i had to learn um how to move like a samurai um, which took took a bit of um, yeah a bit of work. I've never done I, I haven't done a lot of swordplay, more broadsword work in, in my career. But samurai, um, completely different animal. So that was challenging. Uh, fortunately, I had a lot of ch- a lot of opportunity to rehearse and practice. Uh, but that was that was be the as far as recent recent shoots go, that would be one. I'll give you another one. Uh, Pacific Rim. That was a tough yeah. one. I, that was that was more of a stunt part. I doubled and I, I stunt and stunt acting part. So I played on the boat at the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, kind of the reveal um, of the first, uh, the, the first, um, uh, first kaiju um, coming out of the water. Thank you. Yes, the word yeah. was escaping me. Yeah. Um, thank you. And and then I doubled a, an actor called Robert Mayette, great guy, good friend, and he played one. He played the Russian captain. So we, he, yeah, Rob has um, some movement, uh, movement um, issues, uh, just being aged and he's an ex wrestler. So he's got some injuries he's dealing with. Uh, so they brought me in to double him because he's a big dude. He's a few inches taller than me and uh, doubled him. And um, that was a challenge because the way that the strat, they were strapped into the, I think it was the head of the Kaiju. Um, and we were basically in like an elliptical um, type machine oh, yeah. that weighed yeah. a ton and then they were they were wired up and geared and there's just very broad movements but very yeah. heavy very restricting and the leg movement was was just something i'd never experienced before very challenging mm-hmm. and you had to be timed with your co-pilot so the two of us um alicia was alicia turner i believe was the other stunt actor on that and her and i had to get our timing down and it oh, was so you're in the Jaeger. You're in the oh, robot. Oh, you're in yeah. one of the actual oh, yeah. Jaegers. Oh, oh wow. are you really? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's, oh. yeah. Wow. That's, yeah. I can see how physically crazy that would be to... Oh, yeah, like you're right. Yeah, like yeah. you're on some well, big dance, rig, right? and but then you've got to be. Dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's huge. like synchronized wow. swimming. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Everything had to yeah, be yeah. timed down, and uh, just heavy, oh. heavy movements. So, yeah. no, that's mm-hmm. fair. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, you brought up. Uh, uh... Mel- Melody is saying his agent Jen is awesome. Get him into Marvel movies, Jen. Yes. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. Could not. Could not agree more. Uh, we'll have to have. Whole, we'll put something up on the Geeks and Co. channel as to what role you think Matt should be cast in the MCU. There you go, producer Jen. Think, we need uh, a new poll. Yeah, there I've got go. I've got a few ideas myself. So maybe maybe drop a comment below on what what role you think uh, Matt should be in, in the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. y- you dropped Umbrella Academy, which we hadn't had a chance to talk about at all. Is that is that also here in Toronto? 
Like was that that was here? that was that was shot in the Toronto. Yeah, fortunately it was the same studio. It was C. They were down on Kipling in Toronto. Oh, perfect. Oh, really? Oh, well, that worked out. Between both at the same time, it totally worked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And during that was during COVID too, so it was a lot of COVID going in for COVID screenings. Uh, I made a lot of trips to Toronto last summer, and it was mm-hmm. it was it was definitely a godsend that um, that they were both at the same studio. I don't know logistically how I would have worked it out otherwise. So. Where are you based out of now? Sorry, where are you based out of now, Matt? Yeah, both at the same time. Yeah, C went longer, um, but yeah, Umbrella Umbrella went for a while just because a lot of rehearsals with the the you know getting the samurai portion down. So, Hmm. Uh, sorry that I missed that last question. Are you not in Toronto right now, Matt? Am I in Toronto right now? No, no, no. I mean, you're you're not living in the. I can't can't tell you right now. No, no, no. I know you can't tell me where you are. We need to get the corner of. No, you just kept on saying like I had to go into Toronto a lot. So I'm assuming you're not like specifically yeah. in Toronto. Not, like, not in the city. But you're in the GTA. I'm, I'm in the GTA. Yeah, just north. You are of the in city. the GTA still. Okay, yeah. okay. That's yeah. more. Yeah, it's yeah. not looking for the exact I'm, address. I'm just, I'm, gonna, I'm just busting not going to stalk you, Matt. I promise. <laughs> looking out his window two hours oh. from now, there I am stuck on the side. <laughs> yeah, what a fucking nerd. Jesus. <laughs> Terrible. Just Bring back Zach O'Toole just one more time. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> is this the missus? Is this Melody? Is this the missus? No, that's my sister. That's your sister. I got uh, you. Yeah. Uh, wow, that's another. You got lots of cheerleaders. You got lots of people on your on your team. I do. Yeah. I do. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so hey, yeah. a, a lot. Like I was noticing. The, the, the missus is Jen Henderson, by the way. So yeah, there you go. Right. one in the All same. Right. Yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, producer Jen's mother worked in the industry for a long, long time. Um, forget what her official title was but she was the person in charge of dressing people she didn't make costumes but she was in charge of yeah. dressing people in suits you know wardrobe yep. and uh a lot of productions that you've worked on she has at one point or another worked on and that's why i was like wait a second yeah. are, these are all in toronto well not all yeah. of them but it, obviously there's so much going on in toronto is there yeah. even a need to go for you know auditions Stay outside side. of don't, the city don't they to, shoot the boys in toronto now too they shoot so much here. It's crazy. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you, you'd be surprised how much has been shot in Toronto. I mean, you don't see the skyline most often in, in, mm-hmm. in the films that are in the productions that are shot here, uh, just because they don't necessarily want people to know it's in Toronto. But um, yeah, a lot, a lot is obviously shot here. The studio space is fast. Um, and I'm sure. So, what was the name? Did you want? Did you give a name for your word? The wardrobe um, connection you had. Uh, her, her name is uh, Gainer Walterhouse. Gainer, Gainer Walter House. No, Gainer. I want to say and it's funny because we asked bell. her if she knew you. <laughs> we showed her yeah. a picture of you, and she was like, "Oh." She said, "No." She's like, I don't think so. Uh, yeah. Which is funny because she's worked what? on Skulls. Uh, she worked on no. DRC. She worked then we on. Were, then we. Then I would have met her absolutely. And you run into people all the time, and you, you know, in the industry, like like I said, mm. the prosthetics guys I know so well because I've worked with them, a lot of them, so often throughout. Um, but wardrobe. You know, same goes for wardrobe. You'll run into people again because they all go from gig to gig to gig, and, and obviously exactly. that's, that's their livelihood, and that's how they that's how they function. So you're going to cross paths with a lot of people in 26 years, and absolutely, I've done just that. And so there's I'm so sure many people involved. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Like how amazing. many people are involved in a show like Nemesis? Right, like the production team is. When you so when you sit when you're on set and you kind of just sit back and look at how many how many pieces. And moving parts there are and moving parts by moving parts i mean people 
it's really remarkable. Um, you know, A, for the budget, what it must cost, is, and I have some sort of idea just from my experience in the industry, but mm-hmm. just the coordination that's involved. It's, um, yeah, for anyone who hasn't been, you know, hasn't had the opportunity to be on set, um, they, it really isn't something you would even be able to fathom. Um, or think you wouldn't even be able, you wouldn't even think. Um, but when you see it, it's it's remarkable how well well it can be, how well of an how how much of a well a machine it can be, or the opposite. Um, yeah. But mm. most times, yeah. most times it works so well. So yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can imagine uh, when the shit hits the fan during the middle of production. That's probably not a good time. That's for sure. Um, hey, yeah, I, no, and it's, I've been I've been around when it has happened. I haven't been part of it. Touch wood, but uh, yeah, you see, you've seen some balls get dropped. Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. hey guys, we've been on for over an hour. Um, we don't want to keep Matt all night, but uh, Matt, can you before we start logging off? Can you tell us if or in what you're working on right now? Is that like a big Secret you know what? Can... Yeah, there's 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 a there's a couple things that are in the works, and you know what? I hate to disappoint those who are listening, but I don't want to I don't want to spoil. Um, speak too early, and uh, you know they're they're just yeah. I'm I'm kind of sworn to secrecy on one end, and and I just don't want to jinx myself on the other. So I'm not actively working as we speak, so I'm not I'm not logging off here and going to set, but um, hopefully that. Uh, you know, that's Myers in the fire. So yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Everything, you know, you know what, nowadays, everything with NDAs, like you have to, you have to be, yeah, you gotta be really careful. Oh, you really no, do. No, and, no um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Keith is asking, and I know I, and the reason I'm, I'm taking this last few questions is because I've, you've told me the story. Uh, so Keith is asking, have you kept anything from any of the shows, movies you've done? Have I kept anything? Hey, yes. Keith. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I. You know what? I should have. I should have brought some some uh, some props. I didn't even didn't even think of it. But I don't have the minigun behind me. Um, sorry, but uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think I would be uh, be. Um, they be they be knocking on your door that. for that one, Matt. Yeah. Yeah, they probably yeah. would be. Uh, yeah. But I have been I have been you know fortunate enough to get to to collect some props over the over my time in the industry, and I do have some stuff displayed um, proudly at home. So. Uh, knives, swords. I kept a few things from C actually most recently, which was which was neat. Um, got more from that than I ever expected to, and just the backers from the uh, the talent shares too. Um, you know, with your name on it and the production name, those are kind of cool to get. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, you know, I've got a little, I've got a, I've got a little mini collection of stuff going, for sure. <laughs> See, Chong, Chongo, man, Chongo's hair. Did you get to keep Chongo's hair? <laughs> <laughs> You're right, man. Yeah. That never dies. That's that guys. That moves from 1998. Yeah. Yeah. No. It. Uh, awesome. Yeah. And that wig. Another fun trivia fact was uh, was apparently I can't I can't speak for sure or, give, or or refer to what specific production, but I I was told back then that Will Ferrell wore that wig. Whoa! So, now we're talking. Really? Now we're talking. Mm, yeah. Nice. Now again. Nice. I don't have a provenance oh. to show you, but um, <laughs> that's that's wild. That's, that's what awesome. I was told. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sweet. Uh, are, are you already working on cons that we might be able to see you at next year or in the next little while? Is there anything in in the works already? Uh, 
I know it's early. Jen, We're still Jen, trying to yeah, Jen, um, Jen is working diligently to uh, and communicating with um, many different individuals right now to try and um, mm-hmm. secure some spots. I'm not attending anymore this year. Uh, things have kind of you know slowed down in that regard anyway, and my schedule isn't such that it would allow me to do a lot between now and the next couple of months anyhow. But hopefully, not too far into the new year, we'll get that fired up. And um, yeah, I, I look forward to that. I really do. Mm-hmm. Reminder: well, We really hope guys. we get to see you. Yeah, ask ask for Thanks, Matt. Guys. Absolutely, yeah. for sure. Yeah, put the definitely word out, write so. to your local cons. Let them know yep. you want to see Matt. Uh, we want more of him at the cons for sure. Yeah. Uh, Beavertail seventy three on Instagram is asking, "What's the most difficult character to play?" I think you've already answered that a little bit. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, Nemesis is definitely up there, guys. Yeah, yeah, I would say you know, as far as character and specific characters and, and notable parts, yeah, I mean, Nemesis obviously the 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 one that would have you know been the most physically demanding for as long as it went on and the types of hours i had to work through that production so without a doubt that would be number one for overall you know uh you know difficulty as far as physicality not to mention one handing that minigun around that's for sure yeah thank you for that that's that's right one hand jesse two me one jesse two you one that's right that's right Hey Matt, listen. Thank you so so much for being on, man. It's it, it really appreciate you coming. I mean, this was awesome. Anything it's you want to pitch? Um, maybe let people know your Instagram. Or yeah, where can anything? people see your work or find yeah. you or get a hold of you for gigs and such, Matt? What's the best way to do that? Um, so through through my um, my Instagram um, would be would be the best way. Um, and Jen's Jen's just standing here right now, so she's gonna <laughs> film my arrow stuff. There you go. So come on, come here, Jen. Yeah. <laughs> um. So they need Instagram. So Instagram is Matthew underscore Matthew underscore Taylor. Yep. And um, Facebook is forthcoming. So yeah, Instagram. I'm 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 relatively new to the Instagram game, guys. And you know what? I, I that's one thing I'm remiss about is not getting into that part of it sooner. But this old guy, you know, was kind of set in his ways with how I promoted myself. I used to have a website back in the day, MatthewGTaylor.com, and that got a lot of action long before IG and all this all the platforms we have now. It was back in the day when websites were the kind of the go-to and. Uh, so yeah, I'm hitting, I'm going to start hitting the social media harder, especially now I'm doing the shows and, yeah. um, getting, getting the word out there better that way and, and, um, embracing it. So, you know, we're all creatures of habit and I'm guilty as charged, you know, when it comes to being a creature of habit. So, um, yeah, get on my Instagram guys and, uh, follow me there and, you know, good things are, are going to come for sure. And guys, we hear you. They're saying okay. on the Instagram, please get Matt back on the podcast. Oh, my gosh. I didn't think it was in there. That. Hey, Jen. Yeah, she's ready for shot now. Uh, and, of course, if we do get to see Matt or when we get to see Matt at, uh, at a convention that the Geeks and Company were at, we will absolutely talk to him live at an event, too, like we did last time, like this whole thing started. So fear not. Hopefully, you will see Matt shining face here on the, on the podcast again at some point or another, either live or maybe we can talk him into coming back. Uh, the next time he's got a project Anytime, to go. Guys. And, and it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, again. 
Come yep. back for another episode of the podcast, yeah, Matt. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> sure. No, Matt, we really sure. do appreciate the time you took out to spend the time talking with us tonight. And I know all the technical bullshit that we had going on to get this all set up, but you're hey, we gotta work all the way it. through it. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, That's what's important. Shout, shout, out, shout, out to, shout out to Martin. Martin is <laughs> the University of Dunes, no Dunes Public School. Yeah, yeah. And, well, to, the tech guy. Um, and to Jen, Jennifer, she for setting this up. She was awesome, guys. And I yep. know your communications with her were, were, um, were, you know, is what led to this happening. So thank you uh, to Jen too. So yep, yeah, the yeah. Jens. Let's the be gens. honest, because the two Jens, that's yeah, two Jens, Jen right. and, and Agent Jen. Yeah, yeah. Jen's absolutely yep. both. So Jens. It was the Jens. Sure. Yes, yep. yes, yes. Thank yes. you, thank you, both Jens. Absolutely, guys. Uh, Jeff, anything you wanna? Talk about pitch. Uh, just here in London, Ontario, uh, where I'm at on December 3rd, we're going to have uh, the Geeky Holiday Market at the Covent Garden mm-hmm. Marketplace. It's London Comic Con that's actually going to be putting that on. So that's a one day event. Uh, lots of vendors. I'm going to be there. Some other fellow cosplayers going to be there. We're going to have some photo booths set up. So come get a picture with Batman and Superman, whoever we've got set up for that particular event. And that should be the last event of the year, that December 3rd event. Uh, again, in London at Centennial Hall. Uh, tickets are already on sale. Uh, I think it's I think it's literally five bucks. So just come on out to the show, get some last minute cryptid, crypt, um, sorry, gift ideas for your Christmas and and all that good stuff. So it'll be fun. Doctor Who Society will be there. Like the whole, all the usual suspects will be there, guys. So nice. come on out for that. Um, yeah, Beautiful. and I think that's the last event of the year, man. And then uh, and then we're start gearing up for March for March Toronto yeah, Comic Con. March so. Toronto Comic Con. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Same yeah. for us. Uh, it's this Saturday, uh, Toronto Christmas Market, uh, Distillery District. So during the day, we've got a Cosplay Alliance meetup. We've got some photographers coming. We've got a bunch of cosplayers coming for a nice. Movember-themed meetup. So guys, again, if you're in the Toronto area, yeah, put on your fake mustaches or real ones in the case of Mr. Jeff over here. <laughs> uh, come and take some pictures. Um, then we're doing a little bit of an after party at the Brew Pub, like I was saying earlier. And then in the evening, we're doing a Cosmos at the Christmas market. So we're nice. actually going to be doing... The Predators. Nice. Santa Predators. Nice. We've got Santa Predators coming. We've got uh, Jessica Rabbit. I don't know if she's going to be like a Jessica Rabbit elf or whatnot. But anyway, we've got a couple people coming with their Santa-themed costumes. So, guys, nice. if you're coming, come and hang out. There's going to be a lot of people. Um, the decorations. The tree lighting is tonight. Actually, we missed the tree lighting. It was just about 20 minutes ago. Um, so, you know, should be a fun time in the Christmas market. But I think that's... Gonna be it for tonight. Thanks again, everybody, for watching. Matt, it was a yes. pleasure. Thanks again, Matt. Appreciate awesome, it. I hope guys. we have you back. Stick out. Don't don't hang up right away, Matt. Uh, but guys, yep. thank you very much. Thanks for watching. Stay geeky. <laughs> we'll see you next. See you week. later, everyone. Thanks for hanging out.